Hello, this is Siddharth from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 8th of August. India has recorded 39,070 new COVID-19 cases and 491 deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry. The active caseload now stands at 4,6822, while the total number of deaths is 4,27,862. Be advised, however, listener, that these numbers are widely believed to be undercounts. Over 55 lakh vaccine doses were administered yesterday, taking the total vaccines administered to 50.68 crore. However, only 8.04% of the country's population has received two doses of the vaccine and 20.22% have received one dose. The National Investigation Agency is conducting raids at over 40 locations in 14 districts in Jammu and Kashmir in the investigation of a terror funding case, NDTV has reported. The premises of senior members of the band Jamaat-e-Islami are also being searched. This is the third such operation by the NIA in the last month. The raids, assisted by JNK police and CRPF, are being conducted across Doda, Kishtwar, Ramban, Anantnag, Budgam, Rajori, and Shopia, among others. In a Home Ministry review meeting last month, Home Minister Amit Shah had demanded action against the Jamaat-e-Islami via the security forces. Six people from across Jammu and Kashmir were arrested in connection with a terror funding case on July 10th. Eleven employees of the JNK government were sacked for having terror links. Among those dismissed were two sons of terror outfit Hizbul Mujahideen founder Saeed Salahuddin. After alleging on Saturday that at least seven of its youth leaders were attacked by BJP activists in Tripura, the Trinamool Congress National General Secretary Abhishek Banerjee arrived in Tripura today. This is Banerjee's second visit to the northeastern state in seven days. His car was also attacked by BJP workers during his previous visit on August 2nd. Those attacked include party leaders and workers such as Debangshu Bhattacharya, Sudeep Raha and Jaya Datta from West Bengal. They were attacked in Ambasa in Tripura's Dhalai district, according to Trinamool Congress spokesperson Kunal Ghosh. Police had said that the targets were attacked by a group of unidentified miscreants at Ambasa and their vehicle was also partly damaged. Trinamool spokesperson Debangshu Bhattacharya had told reporters, I quote, The miscreants attacked the car in which I was also seated, with lathi and lethal weapons and pelted the vehicle with stones. Their act shows that they have sensed defeat in next year's assembly elections in the state." End quote. The BJP denied the allegations and called the TMC a non-factor in the state and thus no threat to its presence. BJP and Trinamool supporters also staged road blockades on National Highway 8 in Tripura. The police fired tear gas shells to disperse the mob and bring the situation under control. In further news from the Northeast, the unofficial blockade of Mizoram by Assamese locals has ended. According to the Hindustan Times, Hundreds of trucks carrying essential items to Mizoram were stranded in Assam for over 10 days after a deadly clash on the border between two sides killed six Assam cops and one civilian. Two Assam ministers, Ashok Singhal of Kachar district and Forest Minister Parimal Suklavedya, convinced the locals to end the blockade, ending the undeclared economic blockade of Mizoram since the July 26th clash. Ashok Singhal said, and I quote, Considering the situation in Mizoram, Chief Minister Hemanta Biswa Sharma asked us to go to the border and make transportation normal. People in Assam are angry and pained because Mizoram police have killed six Assam police officials. But respecting the decision taken by the Assam Chief Minister, locals allowed the vehicles to move. End quote. The ministers also appealed to the Mizoram government to take strict action against policemen allegedly responsible for the killing of the Assam cops. 
Parimal Shukla Bhadia said, I quote, We want justice and if required, we will move the Supreme Court of India against this. But as the big brother of Mizoram, we need to make some efforts to bring peace between the two states. End quote. As the Tokyo Olympics draw to a close, India's total medals stand at seven, with one gold, two silvers and four bronze medals. Neeraj Chopra won a gold medal in the men's javelin throw final yesterday. Chopra is only the second Indian to win an individual gold in the Olympics and the very first to adorn a track and field Olympic medal. Chopra threw his javelin at 87.58 meters to win the gold. The 23-year-old athlete has been bestowed with several awards by several state governments and private organizations. These involve cash rewards from the Punjab and Haryana state governments, the BCCI, the IPL franchise Chennai Super Kings, Indigo, and EdTech major Baijus. Before moving on to the international updates, listener, please do allow me to trouble you with a small appeal to subscribe to News Laundry. We believe in a free and independent media which remains in public interest and which requires the support of the public in turn. To get a better sense of the kind of work we do, you can read the latest report by our reporter Ayush Tiwari on the ongoing hounding of a Himachali journalist from Solan district. The BJP government is going after Aman Bhardwaj for exposing its lax COVID e-pass system in the state as he attempts to quash an FIR in the High Court. You can read the report titled, In High Court, Himachal's Government Makes a Case for Hounding a Journalist. We keep some content reserved for our subscribers too. The most recent example of this includes a podcast from a series called Let's Talk About Religion. While you can listen to an edited sample of the podcast on YouTube, to access the unedited version, you may visit newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button for rates as low as Rs. 300 a month. Now for some international updates. The Taliban has taken over two more cities, Kunduz and Sarepul, from the Afghan government after a fierce battle today. Since Friday, the Taliban has taken over four cities now. On Friday, the Taliban seized their first provincial capital, Zaranj, in southwestern Nimroz on the border with Iran and followed it up a day later by taking Shivargan in northern Jawzjan province. Fighting was also reported on the outskirts of Herat in the west and Lashkargah and Kandahar in the south. The United States also bombed Taliban positions in Shivargan. Shivargan is the stronghold of notorious Afghan warlord Abdul Rashid Dostum whose militiamen and government forces were reported to have retreated to the airport. Hundreds of firefighters fought fires that have devoured record number of woodlands in Greece on Saturday and left hundreds of families homeless. Even Turkey has been affected severely, though heavy rains brought respite to the hard-hit region. With strong winds and temperatures of 38 degrees Celsius forecast in some regions on Saturday, the blazes in Greece are expected to continue for some time. And this year's fires have already been far more destructive than in previous years. In the last 10 days, 56,655 hectares have been burned in Greece according to the European Forest Fire Information System. The average number of hectares burned over the same period between 2008 and 20 was only 1,700 hectares. Greece and Turkey have been fighting devastating fires for more than a week as the region suffers its worst heat wave in decades. Officials and experts have linked such intense weather events to climate change. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and don't forget your prescription of Daily Dose. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh,